Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson. Always great to be with you. And as we round out the day today, uh, we've been talking a little bit about the uh, president's activities. Uh, some were complaining that maybe it was his uh, pep talk, his motivational speech to the U.S. men's soccer team that uh, caused them to be a little sleepy in the second half and end up with a 1-1 tie in full time with Wales. Wales, that is. Uh <laughs> The president also had another interesting thing this morning, and that was the annual pardoning of the turkeys before Thanksgiving, a tradition that purportedly goes all the way back to 1863 when President Abraham Lincoln granted clemency to some turkeys. And, of course, that goes all the way to today. But there's some interesting lessons in here, I think, that actually are important for us on a Monday rolling into Thanksgiving week. So let's start with the president. He introduced the turkeys that were receiving the presidential pardon this Thanksgiving. They are big turkeys, aren't they? My fellow Americans, please welcome the 2022 National Thanksgiving turkeys, chocolate and chip. Chocolate and chip from North Carolina made the appearance. The The president went on to make the official pardoning of the turkeys. And now, based on their temperament and commitment to being productive members of society, I hereby pardon. I hereby pardon. Yes. I hereby pardon chocolate and chip. Which one's chocolate? Who's chip? This is chocolate. This is cho- chocolate. You're pardoned, and so are you, chip. Chip says, I know I... I don't even have to be told. I thought it was interesting that the president said, based on their temperament, uh, that that's a good reason to get a pardon. We'll come back to temperament in just a second. I think that was an important principle the president was laying out there, whether he meant to or not. Uh, The president also emphasized, of course, the, the meaning of Thanksgiving. We can't forget the reason for Thanksgiving in the first place. The pilgrims thought it was pretty important in tough times to come together and thank God to be grateful for what we have. That's what the Thanksgiving tradition is all about, being grateful for what we have. So as we look at how we are grateful, uh, I actually think the president was on to something as it relates to a pardon. Uh, a pardon is, a, is an interesting thing. It is a, uh, the ultimate act to grant pardon. Uh, it is a, a use of power that very few get to use from a government standpoint but something we all ought to use every day from a personal standpoint. And so rather than thinking of this week in terms of presidential pardons and turkeys, uh, I think we ought to look at personal pardons, especially as it relates to taking offense, 
as it relates to the cancer of contempt that we continue to have in this country that we see spill out in not only angry rhetoric, rhetoric but uh, actual acts of violence as we've been watching throughout the day today, uh, tragically in Colorado Springs. And so as we look at that and as we think about our role in all of that, uh, it's so easy, it's so easy uh, to hold on to hate. Uh, that's where contempt really begins to boil. When we suddenly take offense to something and then we have this negative emotion and there are many of us who can't let go of that. And so what do we do? We recreate it every day and it makes it worse in our mind. We create monsters of individuals. We demonize them because now they are big and scary or they're big and awful and big and hurtful. But we have to be willing to let go. And that's what a pardon is. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You've heard me before talk about uh, the novel A Light Between Oceans, where you had this conversation between a man who had been abused and mistreated by the people of the town, and his wife could simply not understand his warm-hearted forgiveness and rejection of contempt towards the town people. He was, in essence, pardoning them for their offenses. And so when his wife asked, you know, how can you do that? How can you possibly pardon these awful, horrible people who have mistreated you so and so badly? And when the wife asks, you know, how can you do that? The husband replies, I choose to. I choose to. You choose to pardon. He said, I can leave myself to rot in the past, spend my time hating people for what happened, or I can forgive. I can grant a pardon. Now, the wife is quick to say, but that's not easy. And this is what I love. He says, it's so much less exhausting because you only have to forgive once to resent you have to do it all day, every day. You have to keep remembering all the bad things. And I have seen people who get so wrapped up in the past that they do literally rot in the past. They spend all of their time hating the people who mistreated them or spoke ill of them or posted something nasty on their social media feed that they can never forgive. They could never grant a pardon. But just remember, granting a pardon is a much less exhausting way to live because you only have to pardon once. You only have to forgive once. But to resent and be filled with contempt, you have to recreate all the negative emotions every day. And so just let it go. And there are some people who are afraid to let it go. 
because they're in this win-lose battle all the time. Again, also very exhausting. And they're afraid, well, what if I let go of my contempt? What if I let go of my hate and anger and resentment for those people? What will happen to me? And I would say some pretty amazing things just might happen to you. I think some extraordinary things will happen to you. And so the question we have to ask ourselves when it comes to hate and offense and contempt is, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of losing power or control? Are you afraid of losing your own identity because now you've wrapped yourself in it so deeply? You become so intertwined in whatever the offense was or the argument was or the disagreement was or the injustice was or the unfairness of it all that you can no longer let it go? Just try a pardon, a personal pardon. And I thought that was interesting that the uh, the president went to this idea of temperament, that these turkeys had the temperament to be pardoned. Uh, I wonder if we have the same, because I think every one of us uh, also are in need of being pardoned. We've all said an unkind word. We've all done something that has been hurtful or unhelpful to somebody else. And so then what do we do? Because we actually need to be pardoned, so we actually have to ask for it. Uh, This is a good time of year to do that. So the challenge for you on a Monday, give a personal pardon this week. And maybe you ought to ask for one, too. Uh, Pardon frees the soul and puts us into a much better space. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.